Dear Stranger and Friend, Episode 33. Big ups to Patrick Ewing and the New York Knicks. Now let's get into it. Hey everybody, it's me, your beautiful, wonderful, handsome podcast host, Paul Masbad. And I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm kind of tired because I spent all day, I spent all day, this is true, I spent all day winning a dance competition where various celebrities from all over the globe just join in. It's a televised event. I can't say the name of the show, but a lot of stars go there and dance, and I just won the whole thing. As I, and I'm surprised they even called me to be on this show that I can't name because I'm just, a, I'm just the most handsome podcast host. I'm not even a real star that can dance. I can't talk about the name of the show. Again, I really can't, but I just won the whole thing because they saw me do the salsa, and they're like, whoa, this guy's great. This guy's a great, great dancer. But anyway, this week on Dear Stranger and Friend, we are talking to Kelsey. And I will tell you how I met her because I'm super excited about this whole part right now. So Max and I left on our road trip last fall, the week of Thanksgiving, and we were really worried. Not worried, but we were really just trying to figure out where we were going to spend Thanksgiving and how that was going to play out. And it ended up happening where Kelsey invited us over to have Thanksgiving dinner with her family as we were passing through South Carolina, I believe. My memory is not all that good, but I'm sure we talk about it on the episode. But it was really cool. It was really great just to be welcomed, welcomed with open arms by strangers. It was so much fun. I ate so much. I drank so much. I laughed a lot, a ton. It was just a great time, and it was a great way to start out the trip. And I am eternally grateful for that experience. So afterwards, I was like, um, maybe I should try and get a real episode. We tried to record something that didn't pan out. So I got in touch with Kelsey and I said, hey, do you want to have a full episode instead of what we did that night? And she was like, yeah, sure. And that's this episode. So thank you so much for that Thanksgiving. And also, um, there's nothing else. I'm just rambling now. Let's just get into that episode. Hey. Hey. What's up? I was so, I, I got a little anxious <laughs> for a second because I thought I called the wrong number as I was typing it in from my phone. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's me. <sighs> Can you see me okay? Because I don't have the best Wi-Fi connection up here. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, cool. I have just like a dirty camera and bad lighting, so I look like a <laughs> All right. fuzz. So no I'm worries. sorry about that. No one can see us anyway. So good. I know, that's true. I know, I was like, I'm in pajamas. I feel like I need to like get dressed. And then I was like, wait, you're the only one seeing me, so I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I feel the same way. When you, said, when you texted, you're like, I'm going to be in pajamas, I really wanted to be like, yeah, me too. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to be same, same. Good, but, good. Um, I usually start these with how we know each other, but I mean, I think I talked about that in the intro, so that's fine. Um, I'm trying to act like I know what I'm going to say in the future. So, well, one thing I've been thinking about is remember when I made you drive my car back to the van, to the school bus and you didn't know how to drive it. Oh yes. Yeah. And I have felt so bad about that. Like in retrospect, I was like, Oh, I'm sort of an asshole. The first time you met me, I just like threw my keys at him. And instead of driving him back to where he came from in a place that he's never been, I was like, just you find it yourself. It's fine. Oh my God. That's, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, let's, let's start from the beginning of that. Then we'll get there. Um, so you were nice enough to invite Max and I, um to your thanksgiving 
and that's mm-hmm. um and that was really cool of you guys and let us like shower and like use a real bathroom <laughs> um but yeah so before we get to me not know it how to drive i just want to know like how was how was that um for you was it weird that like like okay because i know you know max and you've known mm-hmm. him but me you don't know you're like yeah bring him too <laughs> you know? i mean not weird at all i've always really thanksgiving is like one of my favorite holidays and i've always really liked hosting or cooking so in the past i've just like don't even care who comes over i just like to make food and a lot of times in the past um for about five or so years in a row my best friend josh came and our friend aura and his girlfriend at the time mm-hmm. so it was more so about like having friends around and just having a good time so that Thanksgiving in general, the one that just passed was sort of awkward anyway, because my mom was at this, like decided to go to Myrtle with two of her friends at this weird timeshare. And like my brother flew in from DC and I drove up from Charleston and it was just like a totally foreign experience regardless. So when I saw that you guys were going to be passing through, I was really freaking excited to have like a familiar face and also meet someone new that like, I but like hadn't seen Max in so long. So yeah, it was more so in in such a weird foreign place. It was kind of exciting to have someone else that was familiar there to like mm-hmm. enjoy Thanksgiving with. Yeah. So, because I don't really know my mom's friends that well, so I was just excited to have more people around. Basically, I always think that like the more people you have, the more potential there is to like have fun. Oh yeah, well that's true. We definitely did have a lot of fun that night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. Now I want to go back to me not knowing how to drive. It's so <laughs> funny because, um, yeah, that was like the first thing we got there and you're like, oh, drive. And I forgot the thing. So I figured like it should be me to drive. Yeah. But I could have taken 10 minutes and driven you back to your car. I just wanted to start drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, everyone's here. It's time to drink. I don't want to drive anymore. Yeah. And I forget that my car is like a spaceship. Yeah. I'm so used to it. So that was another thing about it. It is like, because I didn't know, like, I was like, okay, so how do I make this thing go? And then when I finally figured that out, I had spent most of that day learning how to drive the bus. It was my first day driving the bus. So I, as soon as I got in, I was like, okay. And I had like, I was like in bus mode because driving that bus, in my opinion anyway, is a lot different than driving just a regular vehicle. Well, yeah, I would say that's a fair, (laughs) fair judgment call. So when I pulled out, I was like, whoa, okay. I think, I feel like I'm going too fast. I feel like, I feel like, but I was really going like 15 miles an hour, but Mm -hmm. it just like picked up to go that fast a lot quicker than I was used to Mm -hmm. because the bus is so heavy and it like takes some time. Yeah. So I was... (laughs) The whole time I was driving back, I was like, I I don't even really know how to get to where I'm going or how to get back. So I'm just going to have to talk to myself the whole time. <laughs> or how to put the car in park when you get there. Yeah, that that scared me too. it's a too. button. Yeah. <laughs> I, when, I, when I did get there and I was like, okay, I remember saying to myself out loud, how do I get this thing to stop? How do I... <laughs> Like not move. How do I put it in park exactly? Like what you're think, what you were saying. It was just, um, it was funny. And then also, I remember later that night, uh, we drove to follow. Ma- we drove Max back to the bus to follow us mm-hmm. back. And that I was just like, now I got the hang of it, sort of. But I feel like I was oh, driving yeah, I was super too slow drunk to drive. <laughs> <laughs> Better slow than yeah, sorry, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, that was a really um, cool, fun time. Although after that, 
after we had brought the bus back, I'm pretty sure that's when I kind of just like, I guess I, I wouldn't say blacked out because I remember being there and I remember doing certain <laughs> things. Like I, uh, I remember writing a really sentimental like Thanksgiving post for my Instagram. You, know? you did that that night? Yeah. Maybe I didn't even see it that night. I don't know. I was pretty drunk. Yeah. My mom fell asleep that night. She, We were sharing a room. Yeah. She'll kill me if she listened to this, but it was so funny. She was listening to an iPad, like watching the Mindy Project or something on her iPad. Yeah. And I had my headphones in and I was like playing on my phone and I could hear her snoring through my headphones, through what I was watching over the Mindy project, just like laying there with her oh mouth open and the iPad in front of her, just like snoring open mouth because she was definitely drunk too. She wanted to like, she wanted you guys to take her with you on your on your road trip. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did she say that to all of us? Well, yeah. And uh, Max was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Sorry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What a night. I know because we tried to record us playing like cards against humanity Mm -hmm. and i the reason my memory of it is so clear is because i listened to it and i was like you know this might not be the best thing yeah it's probably pretty terrible yeah (laughs) no it's just like a lot of laughing it's fun but i mean like thinking about other people that aren't us listening to it is yeah it wouldn't make much sense it wouldn't it's like one of those things that probably wouldn't be very funny for other people yeah so that's why um i'm glad that you agreed to do this and play yeah yeah no, I'm excited. I'm glad. I sorry I had to keep pushing it. I just started school, and so I have school three nights a week, and I work full time. So it actually it's been a little crazy. It actually worked out um, worked out nicely um, because I was I was having like such a busy week last week mm-hmm. and the week before then I was like uh, I I would I got like that uh, that weird anxious thing where it's like I don't want to be the one to be like I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then right when I was ready to, you're like, oh, we have to push it. And I was like, sigh. Yes. <laughs> so it worked out for both of us. Yeah. So you said you drove up from Charleston for that when Thanksgiving? I, I did. I don't live in Charleston anymore, though. Since yeah. we last saw each other, I moved home back to Massachusetts from Charleston in okay. December before Christmas. Because, um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, too. So you're from Mass- – You did you move back to where you're from or where you grew up? Yeah, or? so I've regressed a bit. <laughs> I moved back in um, with my dad. My boyfriend and I were living together for, like, three and a half years, and then we had a thing, and he moved back to, from Charleston before I did, so we're currently living apart. Mm-hmm. At some point soon we'll be moving back in together, but for now, you know, hanging at my dad's house in my childhood bedroom, currently sitting in – the attic, which used to be a bedroom, but now is just like a graveyard for like all my shit, all my brother's stuff. Just like, a, yeah, a memory it's, graveyard. Yeah, it's literally like or stuff that we don't have like a home to put it in. My dad's always like, can you get can one of you just buy a house and like take your shit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and get it out of my attic? <laughs> I, I want to say real quick is that it's OK. I, I wouldn't say you're regressing because I, too, am in my childhood bedroom, but it looks a lot different now. It looks like I'm in a weird, like, nowhereville because I'm facing this white wall. But mm-hmm. there's Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with me yeah. <laughs> but, um But there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like um, I was when I was smoking earlier, uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, D- is it, like, am I moving backwards in life because I went <laughs> on, like, this cool trip and then now I just, like, back in my hometown living um, here with my parents 
is that a dumb thing? And I was like, nah, I mean, not really. Right? No, it's not dumb. Like, I'm going back to school. Like, where I'm at makes sense. It just feels like, well, everyone around me is, like, married and having kids and buying houses. And I'm like, I'm here. Yeah. And, like, the bedroom where I used to play with, like, my beanie babies <laughs> and, like, working in my dad's basement because I work from home now while oh, I'm in sweet. school. It's sweet, but it's a little bit bleak down there. I'm trying to figure uh, out a different um a different solution. Yeah. What are you so going? Oh, exciting. sorry. I'm sorry. For... No, go for it. Um, what are you going to school for? Um, school counseling. So to be, well, I'm school counseling and adjustment counseling, mm-hmm. but mostly interested in school counseling for like middle school or high school kids. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, it'll yeah. be fun. I know um, I sounded really sarcastic, and I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> no, that's cool, and it's not for everyone. I don't even know if it's for me yet. I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. I didn't oh, okay. want to wait anymore. Like, I didn't want to be in my late 30s and then go back to school. I was like, I'm 30. I should just go to school and figure it out now, because if yeah. I don't like it, then I already have a job. Yeah, right. And I, I think that's like um, that's a really cool way to put it, that you didn't want to wait. Yeah. Because I, I feel like even um i'm not that much younger than you and max but it's like even people younger than me are just like busy waiting as opposed to like trying stuff Mm -hmm. i i was talking to someone this is this is what this reminds me of i was talking to someone like maybe a couple months ago and they were like oh, I, I want to start a podcast too. Can you help me out? I don't know what it should be about. And they were like asking me all these questions that I'm not equipped to handle. I mean, yeah. like, I do this on a little computer. I'm not mm-hmm. like a professional person or anything. <laughs> but it was You're not like, like the host of Radiolab. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was really just like, life is like a buffet, you know? And you just got to like <laughs> eat all the foods and see which ones you don't like. So just do it. And... The person I was talking to was like, that's not helpful. That doesn't help me out. <laughs> I was like, well, just try it. Just do it. Stop thinking about it, you know? Yeah, I guess it took me a long time even to get where I am now because I graduated college like last year. Mm-hmm. I dicked around a long time and I worked retail for a long time. And yeah. I finally had a job where I made enough money to like go back to school and pay for it and stuff. Um, mm. I mean, I had loans, but I got to that point and I had finally had like the self-motivation to just do it. I always told myself I wouldn't hit 30 and not have my degree, which like obviously a degree isn't everything, but it was just something I always told myself when I kept stopping school that I was like, I'm not going to be 30 without my degree. And then all of a sudden I was 28 and I was like, oh shit, (laughs) I'm going to be 30 in a second. I better get started. (laughs) Right. But sometimes you need like that kick in the ass, right? Yeah. To like hit those personal personal goals. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really cool. That's cool that you're doing that. I mean. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's exciting. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's something really interesting about like thinking about what motivates people and what drives mm-hmm. them and even like something um I wanted to say is simple but it's not really like cuz it's it wasn't a simple thought for you that like getting your degree before 30 right so, so other people might be like oh that's like a smaller idea while yeah. other people are like I want to be this by whatever or do this mm-hmm. but, you know but it's still cool that like that's what it is for you you know, like, or just to open up what, how that motivation worked, you know, mm-hmm. and like a little kick in the ass. I feel like I'm Well, yeah, all of a sudden a when I was 28, I was like, this is definitely like, holy crap, I need to get my ass in gear because I don't want to be in my 30s and still be like, 
I don't know, I wanted to be more marketable if I wanted another job. And I think no matter mm. what you get a degree in, unfortunately, that needs to be on your resume a lot of the time to get a better job or make more money. And I was yeah. like, I need, I just need it. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. It. So um, what was that like? If you can remember the details, what was like that? Where did it, when did the switch happen like was it immediately on your 28th birthday you're like fuck no it was after let me think so it was actually right before i only had i busted my ass i had probably like maybe 60 credits i don't even remember how many credits i had to earn it's all a blur but it Mm -hmm. was like in the fall of me i think 2015 i was just like oh my god i'm 28 like I'm going to be 29 in a few months. I wanted to finish before I'm 30. How can I do it? Mm-hmm. And I went, I started at UMass Amherst and I researched some like continuing ed programs and UMass Amherst had one like a like degree completion program. And I was like, I guess this works. And I liked UMass when, enough when I went there and it was convenient. Mm-hmm. And so I just applied. And then the spring semester of that year started and went to school straight spring summer both summer sessions in fall and then i finished the end of fall 2000 or winter 2016 and technically graduated in february so once i started i was like i just need to do it so you're kicking ass then (laughs) yeah Yeah. i just had to i think that there were at some points when my boyfriend like wanted to kill me because i was taking out all of my aggression and like stress (laughs) on him so i would work all day and then stay at my office late and then come home and still be doing schoolwork and especially when I took statistics I'm pretty sure that he like we almost broke up over like statistics because I was such a psycho oh my gosh is there (laughs) is there like um now looking back or like you're look yeah looking back on that experience is that something like um does that give you like this confidence where it's like yeah I I know I can buckle down and like do some cool shit if totally Like when I was younger and in school, I always like knew I had the capabilities to to get good grades and to be Mm -hmm. a good student and that I was smart. It's just that like there was something in me that I just like didn't give a shit. Like I wanted to rebel. And then when that's like I just hit that point where I guess conformity or like wanting to feel like I was finally growing up. I just like that was my motivator. Like I was like, I just need to do this. I need to like have accomplished this <laughs> yeah I for feel all of that. the the laziness in my early late teens early 20s when i was just like drinking and partying and like didn't fucking care yeah. i just needed to like do it it's it's so funny it's really cool like i know um and i would take it and you can correct me if i'm wrong but we were no, talking we were talking about um or you mentioned earlier like you see all your friends like talking about living at home you see everyone around you sort of like buying a house or getting married or whatever and that's like kind of like a, a funny thing to say or a funnier way to put it but it's cool listening to you talk about your motivations and none of that shit comes up it's more like i needed to do it for me yeah, you know like, i actually like it's i like would like to own a house just because it would it feel it's a good sense of stability and you know paying rent sucks but like my interpretation or my vision for what I want is pretty different I think than like other people so Mm. in marriage like my boyfriend and I have talked about like getting married and things like that but even my vision of a wedding isn't like some big like to pomp and circumstance or Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I like give a shit about you know being the, in the conventional re- aspect of getting married, like the idea of like having a sparkly ring and like 
being yeah. married f- honestly for like tax purposes if you have a kid and stuff like that like a yeah. lot of things about marriage make sense but i'm not sure like i actually care about again like the conventional aspects of that stuff yeah and that's that's cool it's like it, it it's like um it's what's in, inside of you that drives you. <laughs> That's so lame. I'm so it's sorry. super lame. No. <laughs> I don't even know. Sometimes I wonder, like, what the fuck I'm doing. But then I have to remember that, like, everyone everyone wonders that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's cool, though, that you don't get caught up in it. Or were there moments where you, like, get caught up in that That Oh, idea? I certainly do. Yeah. Everyone does. Like, I or not ever. I can't speak for everyone. But I but. think that there's, like every part of you that's like you do think about things that are more conventional because like other people sometimes you think just because other people want them and have them that you should too yeah but then when you like are alone in thinking you're i feel less inclined to like want those things yeah that's totally true that happens to me almost every time i smoke a cigarette because <laughs> like you know you're sitting out there alone and like you're trying to figure or you're just like also like my signal is really bad my phone kind of sucks yeah. so when i'm outside it's like i can't even distract myself on my phone so yeah I'm just you just have there. to you're with your thoughts that's how i feel <laughs> when i'm driving yeah you're like stuck with yourself <laughs> it's like when you were younger i don't know if your parents ever did this but like my mom would always try and have conversations with me in the car because i couldn't get away mm-hmm. <laughs> like i think my dad would do it too but they'd ask me like questions because, but there was nowhere for me to go. Yeah. I was like trapped. So I think I do that to myself now as an adult when I'm in the car. I'm like trapped with myself. Oh my goodness. When, the, <laughs> when this was happening, because I do, I, I, I feel like I relate, but I need to know like, do you mean like when you were like a little kid or do you mean no, like, like in, in high t- school? Oh, fuck yeah. Then yeah. You know, like, like when you're not talking to your parents about anything and like you don't want to tell them shit. And even when you're in the car, you don't tell them things, but it feels even more, the more pressure because they're so close in proximity to you and there's nowhere for you to go yeah that actually happened to me recently i was driving my mom (laughs) somewhere yeah like so recently i was driving my mom somewhere and we both going home and i took the long way home so i could smoke a cigarette and like Mm -hmm. be done with it because like as i was saying i smoke american spirit so they take Mm -hmm. 30 years so i was like taking the long way home and it was just like silent like i didn't even put the radio on and i was like shit i don't want to start fumbling with my phone and the aux cable while I'm driving because yeah. I'm going to hear some shit about how I'm a bad <laughs> driver. But then it was just like kind of quiet and it was like, but uh, she would she would do that like, so yeah, you know, how's uh this or that? And I'm like, yeah. it's, it's, it's totally great. It's good. And just like not really say anything. Yeah, I would yeah. always like one word answer. I still do like one word answers even as an adult. Yeah. Especially now that I'm living back in my dad's house, he'll try and talk to me and I'm like, yeah, busy. Like, yeah. Talk later. <laughs> I feel so bad about it though, because like it's not always like that with me and my mom. Yeah. Because like we talk a lot sometimes, but like just, yes, that day, if it was yesterday, I can't really remember. But that day, <laughs> I was just like, I'm not in the mood to talk about anything. Mm-hmm. I'm so like, just like still in a haze from, from like drinking for the past three days like going out and stuff so it's just like i just need to like be kind of quiet right now while we run i feel like errands. podcasts are good for that because people are more likely i think to talk over music than they are like some in some podcasts where people are speaking and there's a storyline yeah so a lot of times when i'm in the car i i have podcasts like ready to go so if i don't want to talk to someone or anything it can be like let's put on a podcast 
Oh, yeah. Because then you, like, pay attention and you don't have to talk. That's, like, uh, what Max and I started doing for a while. Not because we didn't want to talk to each other, but it was just, like, we've talked about so much and we're with each other all the time. It's a nice break, too. And then you have stuff to talk about after. Yeah. Especially if you're listening to a good podcast. Yeah, we listen to a lot of Sword and Scale. and I haven't um, heard of that one. It's, like, a true crime podcast, but it really Mm. bums me out. It really bums me out super hard. But one of my favorite things about listening to that uh, podcast is that when it would get to like a really heavy moment or something, both of us would just go <gasps> and look at each other and then just continue <laughs> to not like, t- it would, it'd be like when you're watching a movie. Yeah. I've, the only true crime I really ever got into is the first season of Serial. And then oh, I tried yeah. to listen to Shit Town or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't, I tried like a few episodes and it just... It wasn't sticking for some reason. Yeah, and that's something I think because we listened to the entirety of that on the road, mm-hmm. and I don't. If I think we weren't on the road, or if I wasn't, at least I wouldn't have kept listening to yeah. it. Yeah, because there are a couple episodes. I was like, I. That's really cool that you're talking about this subject, but I really want to know about the thing you were talking about last time. Yeah, it was just it yeah. got a little rambly for me. Yeah, I, I feel got bored. That. I like how this turned into our little podcast review. <laughs> Minute. Now, my favorite is I listen to Radiolab a lot. Oh yeah, that's a good I mean, one. Radiolab makes me feel smart when I listen to it. <laughs> like I come away with like knowledge that I didn't have before and a lot of like little fun things that other people wouldn't know to like talk about. Yeah. To impart upon others whether they want me to or not. Right. I love podcasts like that. I haven't listened to Radiolab in such a long time and I think I should get back onto it. Um, so good. But I, I listen to a lot of uh, This American Life. I like This American Life too. I mean, that's yeah. um, I like I listen to some other NPR ones. Like I listen to Ask Me Another every Ask Me Another every Friday. Is that is that like the the trivia one? It's the game show. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love it. <laughs> it's fun for listening to in the car because even with other people, because you like shout out answers and stuff. Yeah, it's like you all play this weird yeah, game together. It's so fun. But I like This American Life a lot. I've listened to This American Life episodes in um, classes, actually. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's where I first heard about it. I was like in this, I was like in summer school for college because I was an idiot. And, <laughs> Listen. Uh, <laughs> <I> no, <know. laughs> no, I mean, like I was doing a lot of the same things that you were talking about where yeah. it's just like, I'm just going to go, I don't fucking care. I'm just going to go party or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember we, he wanted to show us the one where Mike Berbiglia talks about sleepwalking. I don't Have think you, I've listened to that one. That, is that the guy? For, he, that sounds familiar. Like Dirty Jot? No. No, is no. That? He's a, um, he's a stand up comedian and they actually, okay. he wrote a book about it called Sleepwalk With Me that turned into a movie that I think Ira Glass helped produce. Okay. Where he has a sleepwalking disorder and he jumped. Yeah, he jumped out of a second story window and is like still alive. Oh my God. Yeah. And uh, so it was first on This American Life. So we listened to that and I was like, whoa. And I talked to him. I was like, are all the podcasts like this? And he goes, no, they're not all about psychology. And I was like, yes, dope. Like I really just want (laughs) to listen to this thing because i haven't listened to podcasts before yeah this american life is good yeah i really really like that one and like there's something really fun i think about podcasts in general because it makes me feel like i live in a time where before the tv was invented because i'm spending more time listening no seriously but like 
I agree. And I think about that because sometimes I'll be on listening to NPR just on the radio and I'll catch the middle of a story and I'm just like, well, I can't just like pick up here. This is weird. But I'm so happy that podcasts, podcasts, I can't talk, podcasts (laughs) exist because then you can start something when you want to listen to it and listen to a whole story. Yeah. Sort of like how people used to do when they would crowd around their like gigantic radios. Yeah. It's what it's, it's one of those cool things too, where it's just like, you can kind of do it while doing anything. Like if you need to like clean Mm -hmm. your room or like maybe just tidy up or do dishes. Yeah. So it's like, I remember growing up, one of my, um, one of, one of my aunts had like a small TV in their kitchen and I was like, man, that'd be so cool. One day I'm going to have a TV in my kitchen. (laughs) And like essentially. I was always jealous of people had TVs in their kitchens. I never had a TV in my kitchen. Oh no, no. Yeah. Me neither. But like with laptops and stuff, you generally do have TVs in your, wherever that's true but i still go to be like yeah i'm just gonna put my headphones in and put my phone in my pocket and listen to this thing instead of like watch something while i'm doing something with my hands if that makes any sense yeah i'm really bad i don't do that at all i watch like if i'm sitting in front of the tv but i don't want to pay attention to the tv because i'm doing other things i put on either like parks and recs or the office oh hell yeah those are like the two shows that i can have on and like still hear things because I've seen the series so many times and mm-hmm. laugh, but I don't actually have to pay attention. Yeah. That's, that's so funny thinking about stuff like that. And like 10 years ago, that's not something that people were like, yeah, yeah. let me just put on this whole series of a television show. Yeah, you couldn't show. do that. I remember <laughs> when Hulu first started and it was free and I would like, cause I did never, I've never had cable. Well, my parents mm-hmm. had cable, but I've never paid for cable. Yeah. And, um, I would just like hang out in my bedroom and watch Hulu when Hulu was free. Like before, not after Netflix was invented, but before Netflix was like a streaming TV service when yeah, it was when... just like mail order DVDs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking that was so stupid. I was like, I have a blockbuster down the street. I don't need, yeah. yeah. I, w- I think that we did mail, I think I did Netflix the first year I ever lived in Boston with my roommate, but I don't remember it going well. Like I don't think we ever remembered to return the DVDs and it yeah. was so stupid. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things. So, um, I know this kind of like switching gears. How how long did you live in Charleston? It's been bugging me. You know, like when you have a question. <laughs> yeah, only one like year. You... Oh, okay. So, I had never lived outside of Massachusetts, and I visited Charleston once, and I loved it. And mm. Brian had never been there, but I somehow convinced him to move with me. He had yeah. had like a shit teaching year, and I was just ready to like experience something new and yeah, we just went down there, spent a few days, found an apartment, and then a couple months later, on Halloween, <laughs> the oh, day wow. before Halloween, packed up the car and the cat, and um, I was very hungover in the morning. Thankfully, Brian packed up the entire car, because <laughs> I was, like, panicking, and he just, lo- literally, I don't know how he fit everything in the car, but he fit it all in, and then I just, like, squeezed myself into the front with my cat on my lap, and we yeah. took off. <laughs> that's... That's crazy. So yeah. have you have you been uh have you traveled a lot, like a lot of places or Um, like I guess a decent amount. I mean more than some, a lot less than others. Mm-hmm. Like um, right in the middle. Yeah. Like I haven't really been anywhere in the last year or so just because I was in Charleston. But mm. I definitely enjoy going to new places and traveling. Oh, Charleston sweet. was so fun. I I really absolutely love it there. Just at the end of the day, like I never really met I met I made friends like I had wonderful coworkers the roommates that I lived with after Brian moved back were great but I never found anyone that was quite like my friends at home like it, I never felt truly like settled and excited and happy there 
uh-huh. but I was just surrounded by beauty all of yeah. the time. That's like that's really that's a really interesting thing that like you ha- you could have like good friends at at your job like after you move away somewhere, mm-hmm. but like even like closing that social circle when it doesn't close, it feels like this place yeah. will never will never be home. And I feel like some people are a lot better at like meeting new people and mm-hmm. building a new circle of friends, and I just like I'm not that great at it, yeah. and so I. Honestly, I absolutely loved it there. I wish, like, sometimes I'm like, why couldn't I have just been born in a place like that? And then all of the people that I know and love would be there, and then I could just live there. I mean, that's how I also feel about Hawaii, but, you know, (laughs) I'm in New England. (laughs) Yeah, I'll visit. I I wish that I could, like, own a piece of property there and then go back and have somewhere to stay. (laughs) So maybe someday, but... For now. In Hawaii, or well, and Hawaii is too far away. But in oh, Charleston, sorry, I was just like you said Hawaii, and I was like I just know. thinking about Hawaii. I went to hard. Hawaii for a friend's wedding almost two two years ago. We were mm. in Maui for a week, and I was like, Whoa. I don't want to go home. Like this place <laughs> is perfect. This is magic. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that that reminds me. I li- I spent like about a year in California. Mm-hmm. Where in California? I, I was in. I lived in um, Palo Alto. Okay, so outside of San Francisco. Yeah, and I I uh had the same sort of experience where mm-hmm. it was like I worked with cool people. I was dating someone I worked with at the time and it was like, yeah, this is really fun, but it's just like I don't have any friends also. <laughs> like Yeah. And um you've met me and kind of understood my personality, but like it's kind of clashes with what everybody or at least with the people that I was seeing out in public. When mm-hmm. I would go out to bars, it like clashes with the personality of Silicon Valley. It's yeah, not like the, you know, so I I would always get like real bummed about that. And when it when um, we all like got lost our jobs, a lot of us were like, oh, are we staying here? Are we going back or whatever? I immediately was like, I'm going back to New York. I don't care <laughs> if I have to. I don't care if I have to live with my parents or on the floor. Like I gotta go back. I don't know why that's the voice for past me, by the way, because I don't sound like that. He sounds a little rough and tumble. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds wise. Maybe that's the the like voice of your wise past person. Uh, Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like giving you perspective. Yeah. Do you ever? um, Speaking about that, because sometimes I think, oh, maybe I should have never left California. What would my life be like? Um, But do you ever feel like? I know you're going to school and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. you, um, and it's fairly recent you moved back. Yeah, I literally right? just moved back in December. Yeah, yeah, you said that. Sorry. Um, so maybe it's too soon to think this, but do you um, think about that? Do I do think, think like, about. I, leave? I do think about that just because um, in April when my boyfriend and I actually broke up and mm-hmm. we moved apart and. It was definitely really hard at first. Like when I first was living with roommates again, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like I was said I was never going to live with roommates again. Now I have to buy a car so I can get around because like I have to just build this whole new like side of myself. And at first it was really hard. But then I like definitely leaned into it. Like I yeah. loved having my own room and my own time and doing whatever I wanted. And mm-hmm. I really liked it. But I also you know, missed Brian and we were talking and by August, you know, we were working on reconciling and stuff like that. And I also knew that long term, I work for a tech company and it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do forever. I wanted to have a job where 
you know, I cared a little bit more. I was more interested in what I was doing. So that's when I started thinking about going back to school and how I don't didn't necessarily want to go to grad school in South Carolina for something where I might ultimately want to get licensed in Massachusetts. Like all this shit was flowing through my head. But I do think about like, what if Brian and I hadn't wanted to get back together? What if I decided to go to school in Charleston or decided not to go to school at all? Like, where would I be right now? Would I still be living in the same apartment in Charleston? Would I have moved somewhere else in the city? Yeah. Um, Would I have like, if I wasn't hanging on so much to my relationship, would I have pursued more friendships? Like sometimes I, looking back, I wish that I tried a little harder to put myself out there Mm -hmm. because who knows, maybe I would have wanted to stay like, I don't know. It's weird. It's like you look back and you think of all these different directions you could have gone in and all these other lives you could have lived. And sometimes it is fun to go down like the rabbit hole and think about it. But ultimately you're where you are for a reason and you made the choices. Yeah. It's like that. that, You did. um, (laughs) It's like that Robert Frost poem, right? Yeah. The road less traveled or something. Exactly. And I, I always think I, I like that one because everybody thinks it's about you should take the road less traveled, mm-hmm. but it's really about you took this one. There's no reason looking at the other one. Like, yeah. You just have to hope this one pans out. That doesn't mean it's not fun to think about. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, of course. But, you know, I, I've I've been the type of person who um, for a long time, actually not until recently, I got out of it. But I've been the type of person who would think about those things so much it would like leave me bedridden and I'd be like, everything I'm doing now sucks and this is dumb, yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, I've definitely had those low points where it's just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, why am I continuing to let myself feel this way when there's all these other choices I could make? But sometimes like the hardest thing you can do for yourself is to make a choice that ultimately might make you feel better. But in the moment is so difficult. Like sometimes yeah. it's easier just to be like discontent and grouchy because you're like complacent mm-hmm. rather than just like be uncomfortable. Yeah, that's almost. I do like it all my, the time. Yeah, same. That's almost like my default setting to be like just grouchy. Yeah, just like, ugh. <laughs> you know. Like... No, seriously, me too. Like, you know, I have no idea how many times people have been like, "You just seem like an unhappy person." I'm like, "But I'm not." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why everyone thinks that, but I can I... see why people think that. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day. Of course, because looking, looking, looking at everything that could possibly have could have possibly happened is always so interesting but i don't think it's worth like at least for me anymore i don't think it's worth like getting so stuck on no not at all because at the end of the day you can't always go back like my general thought was yes i'm leaving but i have a job and like I still work for the same company. I just work from home now. And so like Mm -hmm. the end of the day, you can't always go back. Things will be different. It won't feel the same. But like if you want to, like I could go back to Charleston if I hit a point where I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like this isn't working. This isn't what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. What's stopping me from like packing up all the stuff that's currently in front of me that fit in my car when I drove home and drugging my cat and driving (laughs) a thousand miles south again. Yeah. Oh, so you drove. You drove your car, that car. You drove that car. Yeah, yeah. my little. Prius. I feel like you. I feel like you said that, and it just like flew over my head. Yeah, I drove. How's that? How's that drive? Um, I've done it more than once. So Brian and I moved down here together, and then I actually mm-hmm. flew home a few days after we moved down, and I went to Iceland with my mom. And oh, then sweet. my mom and I drove. She drove me back to Charleston, like with another car full of stuff. And then this past summer, I drove by myself 
Brian flew down and drove with me home. And then I drove by myself back. And then I drove by myself for the final trip Yeah. in December. So I've done it a few times. It's long and ugly. <laughs> oh, you didn't. There's not. It's not like one of those. Oh, let me just stop here and see something. No, cooler. have you? You've driven on 95, right? You drove yeah. on 95 pretty much probably like all the way to Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like going, you're not driving through New Jersey and you're like, this is beautiful. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kind of dense. <laughs> um, I mean, and especially with a cat in the car, you're not, I wasn't, I stopped at like south of the border, but mm-hmm. with the cat in the car, you're not like, let me just stop and enjoy myself. It's like, let's oh, just yeah. get there. I listened to some books on tape. I will okay. audible, not actual yeah. tapes, but I listen yeah. to like audiobooks. Yeah, that's cool. That I mean, audiobooks are good for long drives like they that. They are. They're so much yeah. better than podcasts because a podcast ends in an hour and you're like, oh, I've been driving for an hour. But with yeah. an audiobook is like seven hours long. So you just sort of like dive into it and just drive. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned something... Um, a quick minute ago that uh, that I think is really interesting and like sort of want to talk about to you because it's something that I would struggle with and maybe still am. But you're talking about how um, when you and your boyfriend broke up, you had to like figure out this. You're like living with roommates again, all that and like figuring out yeah. your own separate life again. I mean, if you want to talk about that or like details like what. I mean, what helped you through sort of that process? I know it ends with you guys getting back together, yeah. but that's also still like, not you. I, I would say, and it, it maybe it's something that like you still brought with you now mm-hmm. that you're back together. You know, you still have this I, own side of yourself. I mean, I think what helped is like at the time how sure I was of the decision that I was making. Mm-hmm. Like when it happened, I was very sure that I needed to be apart from him I needed space I needed like I needed to breathe and and not have to worry about someone else so consistently so that really helped me like Mm -hmm. having a job and also like having an office that I genuinely liked going to every day work with great people it's always like fun there's you know beers after work like there were other things to distract me I had these new roommates that Mm-hmm. I tried, even though we liked very different things, I tried to say yes when they would invite me places or to do things. Even yeah. if I knew, like, it wouldn't be my cup of tea, I would say yes. Like, I went to a country concert and, like, drank oh, nice. Bud Lights. Like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't totally for me, but I think, like, that coupled with how sure I was that I just, like, needed this time to myself um, really helped me. And also, oh, bu- honestly, buying a car and the independence of being able to just, like, fucking drive somewhere. Like, if I want to go to the grocery store, if I want to, like, go to Starbucks, like, whatever the hell it is, like, yeah, I could yeah. just do it. Um, would you feel like you, you like, brought some of that independence back in a, in, into the relationship when you guys got back together? I think we both have. Um, I think it's really easy – or I – can only speak for my relationship so I guess it's it was easy for us to be pretty codependent on each other and I think uh-huh. that we had to part of us breaking up was like breaking that codependency um so now that I have a car and and I ha- am able to like go spend time with friends whenever I want without him like without feeling yeah. like I need to invite him and same with him like he in moving home reignited his friendships with some like high school friends who have like mm-hmm. kids and families and like so he has other all these things now that 
he can go do and doesn't necessarily feel obligated. I don't know if he ever did, but feel obligated to like invite me. Right. So I think that we feel a lot more comfortable with just being like, this is what I'm doing. I'll talk to you later. Uh huh. And yeah, that's, we didn't necessarily have that before. Yeah. That's really, that's really cool. And that's interesting. And that's something I think about a lot as a single person Mm -hmm. who has been in a relationship with somebody for a long time and then had relationships afterwards, but still finding myself get caught up in that being like being that sort of codependent Mm -hmm. person or being or feeling i feel like obligation is such a mean word but you know it is in in relationships but it's 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 sort of like a word that you have to use because you don't ever want to feel obligated to spend time with someone if you're feeling that way then like what are you doing like yeah when i came home we actually talked about that i was like i don't want to feel like obligated to come hang out with you and vice versa. It just, that's not a good feeling. Yeah. And that was, that's something that I think I feel like I've had in a lot of my relationships. Cause like there would even be times where it's just like, Oh, I want to go see this like emo punk band play. Mm-hmm. And then I would automatically like, maybe it was a subconscious thing where I'd be like, buy two tickets. Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't even know if they like it. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? And what's worse than like going to see a show that you are so fucking excited to see and the person you're with is like, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but you feel obligated, I guess, to invite them. Yeah. And, and I think at the time, I think f- for myself anyway, at the time I'd be like, I'm doing a nice thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? By getting you a ticket. And then um, I would say like, maybe eight times out of all the 10 times that's happened or whatever. Um, the end of the night, I was like, oh man, I really should have just went alone or invited someone who would enjoy this. Yeah. You know, because like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I worry about that. Um, whenever, if ever I get into another relationship, if all that old shit will like, just I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. You know? It definitely, I mean, it, I have a lot to work on myself and sort of I feel like every person needs like some sort of therapy and people Mm -hmm. to like work through things with. So I feel like I still have a lot of shit to figure out, but I feel a lot more comfortable now being like, like, for example, on Sunday yesterday, I went to brunch and got like pedicures with my one of my good friends who I hadn't seen since Christmas. And Brian mm-hmm. was like, oh, you're going to brunch without me. And I was like, yup, like <laughs> we have brunch reservations and like you're not invited. <laughs> yeah. And in the past, maybe I would have been like, well, you can come if you want. But those times when you can just like be alone with your friends, I feel like is super important. And yeah, for sure. I didn't. I don't know. There wasn't as much separation before as there is now. But we also don't live together. So it's a lot easier, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet that would make it like, yeah, I bet that does make it a ton easier. Yeah. But even um, when we live together again, we'll have separate. I feel like car. I keep saying cars, but it's such a big it's okay. factor. Yeah. It's like having separate transportation and not feeling like you're if you go out, the other person is stuck at home. Even when we mm-hmm. lived in a city. So that wasn't even true. But yeah, you still but have there's this, this like, weird feeling, feeling yeah. yeah, of being like left behind. Yeah, exactly. This is I I really like that we're having this conversation <laughs> right now because like it's we're kind of like we just met, but mm-hmm. you know, but we're getting into it, and I like it. Yeah, I just wanted to wanted to acknowledge <laughs> that for myself. Um, because I definitely feel those ways too. Um, I, I, I mean, like. Uh, Oh, gosh, like living like especially when you're living with someone, it always feels kind of shitty, even when 
or at least at least for me, even at times when whoever I was dating would be like, no, it's fine. Go, go hang out with your friends. Go do that. I'm like, okay, cool. Bye. And then as soon as I walk out the door, it's like, oh, that's not cool. I feel yeah. like I'm not doing a cool thing. Or like there's a sense being on the re- the other end of that. Like I've definitely have felt like resentment before. Mm-hmm. At, and that's not healthy either. Like I have all yeah. these problems, but I've definitely like been resentful of like someone else going and doing something without me when like there's no reason to because there's a good chance they're doing something that you don't even want to be doing. Yeah, But for some here. reason, you're still like bitter about it. <laughs> Yeah, I remember, and I hope I'm remembering this correctly because it's been such a long time, but I was dating someone and like she liked, she liked going to parties all the time. I absolutely hate, hated at mm-hmm. the time parties because I, I didn't really know how to act with it. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin yeah. yet. It's just like all of this like late teens, early 20s shit. I feel weird at parties if I don't know like 95% of the people there, so. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, so I knew like maybe like close to like 10 people at these parties that were yeah. huge. But I'd always be like, oh, there's a part? Cool, I'm coming. And then I, and then we would either, like, maybe get into a small argument. Mm-hmm. And then be like, why did I come? I could have, like, hung out with my two friends and played video games. Yeah. And had a great time. And then she would text me when she got home. Or <laughs> and then it would be fine. Yeah. You know? No, I've been there. I don't think you're alone in doing that. I've definitely yeah. done it. <laughs> it's so... Oh, man. It, it's so funny. I, I saw, like... I found at least some pictures from like back then from that relationship at, at like parties or big get togethers mm-hmm. at bars and stuff. And in some of them, you can just like see me just like so upset. angry. <laughs> yeah. Like maybe, yeah. Upset is probably the a better word because angry isn't the right word. I was never like too angry because after getting drunk enough, it's just like I had a good, yeah. I, I would. Once you're drunk enough, like time. who cares? Or my, like, I don't smoke cigarettes as much anymore, but cigarettes in those awkward situations were always such a, mm. a crutch for me because even yeah. still to this day, if I'm at like a bar or any, anywhere and I just want a moment to myself, like I instantly think about how I want a cigarette. Yeah. 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 Or, or they're good social tools. Like say you're at a, at a bar and like you're not really talking to them and people go out and smoke a cigarette and you have a whole group of friends to talk to (laughs) yeah that's um that's uh yeah that's definitely the case i used to do that in um there's i uh i dated a bunch of people who who didn't smoke but Mm -hmm. i I smoked and then either if we got into arguments or i was like i'm having like a lot of fun but i just need to like breathe right now Mm -hmm. i'd be like i'm gonna go smoke and they'd be like oh man because they would never want to come yeah you know because people who don't smoke think that's disgusting so it was just like, yeah, definitely using it to get space. And I remember at those parties, mm-hmm. it was always like, I would immediately be like, yeah, I'm going to go smoke and then either hear it from whoever I was dating whenever mm-hmm. I was at a party I didn't want to be at. You're smoking so much tonight. <laughs> I'm worried. And I'm like, well, I like want to get out or kind of mingle. I'm not even really smoking. I just am trying to talk yeah. to other people that aren't you. You know, I don't want you to feel like you have to babysit me. Oh, my God. I am the queen of like needing to be babysat. It's so bad because I hate being a babysitter. But like, yeah, I have social anxiety around people that I don't know. So like if I go somewhere with Brian or really with any friend and I don't know anyone, I'm like, don't leave me. <laughs> yeah. I Once I get there and like, give me like a half an hour, an hour, and then I'm comfortable. But like when I first get there, I'm always like, stay by me. Don't leave me. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I can't believe I just said, I don't, I want to feel like I don't like, you don't have to babysit me, but I, 
that just reminded me um i love kind of being that person that babysitter person See, i'm I pe- the opposite that's so funny because so, so many people growing up have always like babysat me in those situations mm-hmm. they're like are you okay you're having a good time like i know you don't know anybody everyone's like a lot older than you because i used to hang out with like kids that were like one of my older cousins are all like and all of his friends and they're all like four or five years mm-hmm. older than me so that's who i grew up with but i remember growing up and like they would all just be like oh are you okay like are you fine like i know you don't know anybody and that and i i do the same thing to my friends like i just um maybe two or three weeks ago i brought uh my one of my friends i went to high school with to max's house in yonkers mm-hmm. and like i would see him like talking and like because i brought my brother too and it was the first time my brother met max mm-hmm. also after this road trip and uh and I would like go because I would know I know more of Max's friends, and then I'd always like see them and feel this like I have to I have to make sure they're okay right now, <laughs> to the point where it gets slightly annoying. Where yeah, that's, maybe that's that how just bad means I you're am. a much more considerate and nice person than I am, <laughs> because I really like like when I get together with. I feel like now I'm at an age where it's so rare that like a lot of people get to get like all these friends get together and yeah have a good time and. So when on the rare occasion that happens, I don't necessarily want to have to like worry about the person that I'm with. I mean, Brian's great at just like talking to anyone. So I feel like I've never had to babysit him. Whereas I'm like, just hang out with me. Like if you go somewhere, bring me (laughs) or like give me a heads up. (laughs) I always feel like it depends on the person, though, because I wouldn't do that for a lot of people. unless It's like I really want these two worlds to meet kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like here's. Max, someone I consider really cool, like one of my good friends, and here's uh, my friend Kyle, who I've known for almost twenty years. Like, I hope they get along. Like that weird. <laughs> yeah, thing. no, I've been, I've been there for sure. When you like bring different friend friends together to try and like form a totally different friendship group, you want to make yeah. sure that like everyone's having fun for sure. Yeah, I think it was one of those things, as opposed to like babysitting. I actually no, I don't know. I do <laughs> don't mind. I. I do, sometimes I do mind like doing that thing like you just said if I like bringing people to a show that you're really stoked for but mm-hmm. they're not I and it's I do do that I remember going to a show one time in LA and I really wanted to like get in it like and get hurt and break my glasses <laughs> in the pit not really get hurt but I wanted to like get sweaty yeah and I and not that I felt like I couldn't because I definitely could but it's just like ah, it doesn't feel right if I leave this person who's just like ugh, i don't want oh, to upset me it's making me think about so a couple years ago Pi, um piebald played a summer show in boston and mm-hmm. i had bought like a ton of tickets really early and i invited brian and i remember being so happy when he said he didn't want to go because <laughs> i didn't <laughs> want to have to worry about that like being from north andover and piebald's from andover it's like a very like sentimental band for me that I listened to a lot in like high school and I just wanted I knew it was going to be like a reunion of like all these people and so I was like so happy and really well not so happy but like kind of relieved when he said he like wasn't interested but then he got to meet up with us after and still hang out with a bunch of people he just wasn't there for the part that was like emotional and wanting to be with all your friends and like feeling so good because yeah he also would have felt left out and that would have been weird yeah, I I feel that. I definitely feel that. I I brought someone to a to a show like that that was for me. Um do you know the band American Football? Mhm. So 
when I got to see them in San Francisco, I was like super psyched because I was like, oh man, I never thought this would ever happen. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the whole experience, not that it was a bad experience or mm-hmm. anything, but it was just like, uh, I'm I'm getting super emotional and kind of want to cry and be like really <laughs> excited. But the person I was with was just like, I'm so psyched for music. And I was like, we're on the wrong, like we're on the wrong wavelength right now. And it's yeah. kind of weirding me out. Yeah. But I definitely, I definitely get that, um, feel that feeling of relief. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, cause with other people I've dated, I've had that where she was like, that's not really my style of music, but you fucking go have a good time Yeah, and don't kiss any other girls. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, that's fine. Like, I won't do that. I'm too busy sweating. Yeah. You know? You're like, it's not necessarily about kissing other people. It's about like being with my friends and having fun. Yeah. That was um, that was cool. That's like one thing I think I miss maybe um, in relationships. Sorry to go back to that. No, you're that fine. Like, um, like dating dating someone who has like almost the exact same musical taste as me. You know, that's like, and I feel like that's such a tiny shitty thing to be thinking about. No, it feels good when someone gets like as excited about something as you are. Brian and I don't have similar music tastes, but like. That's fine. Cause, yeah, of course. But I do get it. Like, the idea, like, if he was, like, I listened to Saves the Day all through high school, too, and, like, I love Saves the Day, and I want to go listen to them, I'd be, like, <laughs> I'd, be yeah. like I'd be, like, super excited. But then again, like, I don't, I have friends who will do that for me. Like, I don't need my yeah. partner to do that for me. Exactly. I don't want to make it seem like I need that yeah. in a relationship. Hold on. I, I know but it, it sounded like perk. it for a second. It's a perk. Yeah. For, it would be a perk for sure. Yeah, it it's like a good plus, like a good bonus. Yeah, to it. it's that. But like, but having it for so long, I was just like, oh, this is how it always is. And then it's not. And I was like, oh, I got to adjust. All right. You know? <laughs> but at the same time, it's also kind of great. Like, I don't know for not maybe not for new current music, but for like those nostalgia bands where you have those memories like with your good friends. It's almost sort mm-hmm. of nice if it's separate from your relationship. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. then it's not like you're sharing two worlds. It's like, I'm going to see Piebald and I'm going to party with my friends and it's going to be like so nostalgic and crazy and fun. And like, then I'll see you later and like, we'll have yeah. something fun later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, I feel that for sure. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still just don't want to sound like when I go out dating, it's like, we got to like the same music. Like, cause that's not how I feel at all. There's, you should look this up cause it's kind of cool. So there's these 20, I think it's 21 questions. No, maybe it's more than that. I can't remember. There are these like dating questions. You can Google it. And this scientific study was done about these people who are complete strangers who, when they meet, they, they answer these questions back and forth. And mm-hmm. it's sort of like a compatibility test. And yeah. it's, it doesn't work for every case, obviously, but the idea is at the end of the, these questions, you guys will be in love because they start like really obscure and like, who would you invite to a dinner party, like dead or alive mm-hmm. to things yeah. like, what's your relationship with your mother? Like, like at the very end. So it, it gets really personal. And one of the girls who I think she was like a research assistant on it, didn't really believe in, in conventional love, like just that you meet someone and you fall in love. She took a very scientific approach to it. And she actually mm-hmm. did this questionnaire with someone and they were doing it out at a bar. So they were like getting drunk and they actually fell in love. So <laughs> I, 
I've always wanted to like, I mean, Brian and I did the questions just for fun, but we'd always been, already been dating for like three years. So, I mean, yeah, it, it didn't feel as like new, as like, Whoa. but I yeah. want someone maybe in one of your podcasts, you can do it with someone. That would be so cool. <laughs> I want to know if if it really like you can read about it. There's like a New York Times article about it. It's from a yeah, while ago, but if you just Google like questions to fall in love or something, it will pop up. But mm. I, I want someone. I've always wondered like what it would be like to do it with someone that I knew like as an acquaintance, like barely knew. So then mm. you can like really deep dive into like these tw- these questions. I feel like I feel like I have to do. That's a really good idea, but that also is really weird. I think like, that it's actually that already existed probably as podcasts because yeah. it's such a popular notion. Like it's been around for a little while, but yeah. I don't know. I just want someone else that I, I want someone that I know and not read about to do it so I can like, get like right. firsthand. I want someone to like tell me first person, like how it was for them to do that. And are yeah, they in I'll... love <laughs> when it was over? <laughs> I'll try to do it. I think it would be really funny for like all my friends um, that know me personally to, like, to listen, listen to, to it. This it might be soon. You be might like, not want oh people God. to listen to it, or the person who's answering the questions might not want them to. But you just drink while you're doing it; it'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're getting um, we're about to hit an hour exactly in like thirty I seconds. No, and we're hitting the point that I was dreading because I don't know what to ask. Oh, you. are you? Oh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think of something right now. Yeah. So, just for the people listening, this is the part where I get asked anything, literally anything. It's fine. So, I'll be as open as honest, open and honest as I can. Um, and you can ask you can ask two questions if you think of like a follow up or something. A lot of people have been doing that recently, so I've been like, yeah, it's my show. I can make the rules. You can ask two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so this is what I just thought of because. I think about myself in this position. So there are definitely different points in my life where I look back and I'm like, a few years ago, if I looked forward, like, would I be here? Like, what the fuck am I doing here? How did I get here? So you were talking about living in Palo Alto. Looking back at your life in Palo Alto, how long ago was it? That was about two or three years now. Okay, so a couple years ago, living in California, working, like going out and drinking with these people that you aren't sure you even really like to hang out with. Um, (laughs) Because you said that you (laughs) didn't really feel like totally um, in place or like at home there. Did you, if where you are now at your parents' house, like filming this podcast, like you're doing some really cool stuff. Like, could you ever have imagined yourself here? And if not, like what you're doing now, what would you have imagined or what would you have seen yourself doing? Oh, like from back then? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a dope question. Cool Mm -hmm. questions. Getting hit up. My hair's so greasy. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I'm a mess. (laughs) um, Oh, man. I don't think back then me thought um, that I'd be doing any of this. Uh, I I was so ready to, like, just put in time at this company I was working for. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm... It kind of, ooh, I feel like you asked where would I would be, where I would be if it wasn't this. Yeah, right? like, do you ever look back and you're like, my 21 year, if my 21 year old self could like see me now, like living, mm. I'm sitting in my dad's attic, like, what am I doing here? Like, how yeah. do you, how do you, do you ever think about that? And like, how does that make you feel? Like, what does it make you think of? <laughs> um, oh, he would probably think I was like kind of, kind of silly. Um, <laughs> for doing this and moving back home because 
I think at that point in my life, I was so like ready to leave, mm-hmm. um, even though I've lived other places before then. But it's not like but not out of like New York or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and to get so far away and uh, really believe that I had made it because I've got I quote unquote got out of my terrible town, mm-hmm. um, which isn't so terrible now that I'm back. Yeah, actually. no, totally. I, I'm the same way. Yeah, so I think right now he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? How'd you go back to fucking <laughs> Rockland, dude? Like, uh, I don't know, it's better for me here. Because I, I was so, I don't know, and I feel like I was turning into like a fucking, not, I was going to say loser, but not really a loser because mm-hmm. a lot of people enjoy that lifestyle and are okay with it. And that's cool, it works for them, but... um I felt like I was turning into something I wasn't mm-hmm. as I was living in Palo Alto. I was like, yeah. And I, even my brother says it. He's like, you bought all these really nice clothes. You move back home. You never wear them anymore. And I'm just like, yeah, because that's not really who I am. But I felt like I needed to fit in mm-hmm. and, like, um, and all this stuff. It's, it, I feel like I'd be unhappy if I stayed there, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Do you think you're where you, you're supposed to be right now? Yeah, I have a I have a good feeling about it. He, I have oh my gosh, I have a strange thing. I'm gonna tell a quick story. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast before, but if I did, I don't <laughs> care. So I got a tarot reading from someone uh, before then, so almost four or five or six years mm-hmm. ago. Now, I would say maybe four or five. Um, and so when I was fourteen, thirteen or fourteen, I I had this like big like television in my room but it wasn't hooked up to cable but it was like for video games and it was cool Mm -hmm. and being like a teenager i was like i need to think of like funny stuff to put on it like sticker like skateboard stickers (laughs) and like you know and um i remember i came home one time i found two pennies in my pocket and i taped them to the to the thing to the um to the tv Mm -hmm. and anytime like my friends would come over they'd be like what's that about i'm like oh that's my two cents (laughs) you know (laughs) thinking it's so funny which is like good teen joke um but so i got this tarot reading and it was like really like eye-opening really weird um because they were saying a lot of stuff um that i was like how do you even know that i feel that way yeah those kinds of things and one of the things the uh the person had brought up to me was like so the way it was posed to me with this whole reading also was like She's like, I don't know if you're religious and if you're not, it's fine. But like these, there are spirits that kind of guide you. And if you're religious, some people call them guardian angels mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but they, they, and they're the ones who I talk to to talk about your life. Um, and I was like, okay, weird, cool. I don't believe in ghosts. Yeah. But that's cool. And then she looks at me and she's like, I feel like this is wrong. And, you know, sometimes they get stuff wrong because this makes no sense. But they keep asking me to t- talk to you about pennies. <laughs> Oh, it's so I was like, weird. Yeah, and I was like, what? And I started freaking out. And, um, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I went into a sweat and, like, turned <laughs> pale. Because then they were like, are you okay? And I was like, no, I used to do this thing with pennies, like, all along my, like, two of them on my TV. Told her the whole shit. And she was like, yeah, well, that's what they're talking about. Because they keep saying pennies in your youth, pennies in your youth. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But what about them? And they said to me and i'm really spiritual weirdly in this one way because it's been happening ever since like mm-hmm. i feel like i'm doing the right thing They're like if you're walking around and you like find a penny or something it means your spirits or whatever your guiding spirits or whatever are trying to tell you you're on the correct life path mm-hmm. and this happened to the, so on the trip this is the crazy part so on the trip when we were in houston i was like man 
I don't know. I was feeling kind of weird about just waking up and then seeing family I haven't seen in San Antonio, mm-hmm. like getting ready for that drive. So we stopped at this cool coffee shop. And then I was like, Max, I got to use the bathroom. I'm going to be in there for like a minute. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, go ahead. It was Friday. And on Fridays, um, Max would have to do work. So he was like, that's fine. I, I, have, I have like work and phone calls to make. And mm-hmm. all that. I went to the bathroom and it's like lined in pennies. Like they had it in the and I started like freaking out. I couldn't even really use the bathroom. And That's then, so cool. Yeah. And then another thing, um, and I wouldn't even really call it a fight, but like we got stuck in Colorado because the, um, the highway got shut down mm-hmm. for like 12 yeah, I to 16 hours. That. Yeah. And we, I find this one bar. I'm like, we have to go. Like, all we can do is wait. Well, I'm not like that. We've decided, like, all we can do is wait. I don't want to make it seem like I'm a man of action <laughs> and made any decisions. <laughs> the only thing I did was like Google, like, cool bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the closest one, and then um, I, as soon as I walk in, because Max was like, I'm just going to take a nap and, like, decompress, because she, he, I, like, we were both really tight about being stuck and yeah. losing a day. So I was like, I'm just going to be in the bar. Um, I have the keys, so don't worry about that. And he's like, okay. As soon as, I, where I sat down, and then the, the, the bar has, like, pennies glued into it, like, under this thing. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is <laughs> freaky. Like, so, yeah. You're on the I'd, right track. Yeah, I see. Yeah, and it, it's it's not so much me saying it. Like, yeah, I believe I'm doing the right thing. But they're usually like when it's kind of a tough moment for me, like mentally, or if I'm in a new place, or I'm feeling uncomfortable, that mm-hmm. weird uncomfortable feeling. I like fine pennies, and it's really fucking weird, and it weirds me out so much. <laughs> but it, even if I'm being like, you know, um, I wouldn't want to say ignorant, but like, I know other people don't believe that Mm -hmm. sort of thing, but it helps me, man. So I feel like, I mean, no, I agree. I, I don't necessarily know that I believe that. Like, I think that a lot of it is circumstance, but you also notice the things that you're looking for. Yeah. So like you find comfort in pennies because of the connection that this tarot reader made to the pennies that you put in your room. So now like you're just hyper aware of their existence. Yeah, when you sure. need them most, which yeah. so that does make it special. That's cool. Yeah, it's and it makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. It make, it's comforting. Yeah, that's cool. Did I answer your question? I know. I, I think so. Little. Yeah. Okay. It was like cool. a vague, like just like a a thought question. Didn't really mm. have a certain answer needed. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just want to make sure that I didn't like completely just talk about pennies because I got no, so I liked up I that. liked that story. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. I still, I don't like who I was then, you know, I don't like yeah. that person. Um, he was like trying to like fit in with stuff that wasn't really um, him. I think you everyone know? does that at like points yeah. in their life. Um, I do like looking back though, uh, mostly because it's like, I can see how I've grown, you know, mm-hmm. if that's a good way of putting it, where it's like, oh, now I feel kind of comfortable. It took me so long to feel just like comfortable to be talking to people or going out or anything and I think a lot of it was because I was stuck in that I have to like it sounds so lame and so high school but it sounds like oh I gotta uh, it's I was stuck in wanting to like fit in yeah or like present in a certain way yeah yeah that's a better way of putting it but yeah so do you have another question or is that no that is I'm questioned out I actually just drank like a huge thing of tea and I have to pee all right um so before we end um i will i do this other thing if there's anything you want to say to anybody who's listening you have the floor now 
Yeah. Oh gosh, you didn't tell me this was part of it. Did you not yeah. tell me on purpose? Um, I forgot, but I will. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that I want to say to anyone in particular. Um, yeah, I don't even know who's going to listen to this. So yeah, I mean, like to the people. To the people. Um, you know, spring is coming. <laughs> it's <fucking laughs> cold in Massachusetts. It will be warm again. And if you want to live somewhere where there are palm trees, you can. Because I did it. <laughs> and I might have to again someday. That's sweet. Thank you so much for doing this. Really Thanks. needs a lot. I yeah. had so much fun. Let me nice. know if you have any other questions or need anything from me. <laughs> okay, I will for sure. And that was the episode. Thanks again, Kelsey. For a a couple of things. For a lot of things. One, thanks for being on the podcast. Really means a lot to me. It was great having you on. Two, thank you for sharing a little bit of your life journey with me. That was really cool, especially since we've only really met once and hung out and got drunk and had Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. Also, thanks for Thanksgiving. Ah, doesn't doesn't that sound funny when you say thanks for Thanksgiving? Anyone else here think that's funny? No, just me? Okay, cool. But thank you for that really means a lot to me and it was really cool to just be you know welcomed with open arms it was fun also thank you to everyone out there listening thank you so much it really wow i love it i love it when you guys listen to the sound of my voice and i bet you guys love it too so what you can do is give us a five-star review on itunes and uh say something like oh my gosh he's the most handsome podcast host in the podcast game he deserves uh, an Emmy or something. Not really. I don't ever want to win any awards. But you could you could just print one out and then send it to me. Um, actually, not that. Just do the review thing. Just do the five-star review thing. I'll be super stoked. Be super hype on it. Thank you so much. If you want to keep up with me personally, you can do so at NotPaulMassBad on Twitter and Instagram. And let me tell you something. I don't really tweet, but my gram is popping off. I'm just so pretty. You want to see this handsome face in the flesh through your phone screen? Go hit up at NotPaulMassBad. Do it. Or if you don't care about that, if you don't care about me and my personal life and you just love this podcast, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at DearStrangerAndFriend. Or if you have a Facebook page, you can go to Facebook.com slash DearStrangerAndFriend. Or if you want to read more of my thoughts on this episode and where we were at in the road trip, you can do so at DearStrangerAndFriend.com. It's so easy. I got all this branded. It's great. It's like, oh, man, it's like I think about things, and then I do them, and then they all make sense together. It's all Dear Stranger and Friend, bud. Just, just put it all out there. Just Google it. Goog it. Just Goog it, dude. No one says that, and now I'm very embarrassed. But anyway, until next week, when I finally get more energy... And remember not to do these intros and stuff in middle of the night. I've been Paul Masbad. And next week on Dear Stranger and Friend. I wanted to be, you know, transparent with you so we can have a relationship further than, oh, we're having a family reunion. episode of Dear Stranger and Friend would not be possible without the support of our very own 
Brad Pitt, Max Joel. Theme music provided by the band DA Dad. You can find more of their music at dadad.bandcamp.com. Outro theme provided by the band Easy Tigress. You can find more of his music at easytigress.bandcamp.com.